Uh, you guys ready? Yeah. Oh, help me, Jesus. Help these guys to know that I'm right. <laughs> uh, amen. That'll do. Now, Holy Spirit, I thank you, Lord. Thank you for your, for your, for your grace, for your kindness. Uh, I just pray we encounter your love. Yeah, you're good. You're a good father. Thank you, Lord. Oh, I've got like a million messages going through my head. Um, that's what happens when you don't preach for like six months. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I really want to share something. And I felt this morning um, to share a dream that, um, who knows, does, do people know Graham Cook? Does, you guys, some of you know Graham Cook is. Um, so we got to sit with Graham, Sam and myself and Matt and others got to sit with Graham for like an, 12 hours, of, I don't know what it was, and went to the pub and coffee and just sitting with Graham Cook was just a lot of fun. Beautiful man, follows Manchester United, which is an okay thing. Um, and he had a dream years and years ago where he was kind of burnt out on ministry, and some of you may have heard this before, but, um, and I wasn't going to share this, but I felt the Holy Spirit just say, I want you to start with this. So, he had this dream where he was burnt out on ministry and he was like, I don't, I don't want to do it anymore. I don't want to do ministry and I don't want to, I believe in God and I love God and I'm all for God, but I'm just tired. I'm tired and I'm worn out. And um, in this dream, and I might butcher it slightly, but in the dream, uh, he wakes up and it's black and white. Everything's black and white. And he comes to um, God the Father and he's this old, grumpy kind of man. And uh, he's not very... No, Colin. <laughs> and so he's, he's just... He, this man's like, yeah, hop in, you know. And they hop in this car and they go around and they see people in the town. And when they see people in the town, he's like, oh, that person's got an addiction to drugs. Oh, that's a pro- that's a, she's a prostitute over there. And oh, that guy is sleeping with someone besides his wife. And oh, that person's doing this and whatever, right? And, they, and so he's like, well, this isn't very uplifting. This is meant to be God. And he gets to the end of the dream and he wakes up and he says, what, what was that God? And God says, in, not in the dream, God says to him, um, that's religion. That's judgment. Right, and the next night, very next night, he has a has a the exact same dream. It's black and white, and there's this car, and there's this uh, like real estate salesman. If you're a real estate agent, that's fine, love you. <laughs> but just very like, hi, how you going? Like, let's go, let's jump in the car and let's get on. You know, and they drive around the car. And you go, see that person over there? They're in our you know, they're in our um, men's group and we've got 20 people in this group and we've got 50 people that came to Christ this week and we've got a new Christians club and they've got 30 and we've got 150 kids in our kids program and we've got this and we've got this and we've got this and we've got this. And he's like, okay, this guy's a little bit more 
vibrant, but this doesn't feel right. And so he says, what is this, Lord? And Lord says, that's performance. That's performance Christianity. And he says, and that's what you've been living in for a long time. Not him personally, but that's just what he was in. And then the third night, he has a dream, three nights in a row. That's my beautiful pink water bottle. <laughs> Is that yours, Charlie? No, okay. <clears throat> Family wouldn't. And then it's this jolly, this is jolly old like Santa Claus looking fella. And the cars, everything else is the same except this time the car's red. The car's red. And he goes, hi, Graham. How you doing? He's like, yeah, I'm good. And he's like, um, hop in. We're going to do some stuff today. And he's like, what are we going to do? And he says, we're going to do what I do best. No, he said, we're going to do what we do best. And he says, what's that? And he says, we're going to set the captives free. And Graham's like, I think this could be the father. <laughs> and so they drive around and he's just chatting to him and he sees that same woman that he said was a prostitute, the first guy. And he says, oh, that's, call her Jane. That's Jane. Oh, she's a dancer. And Graham's like, oh, yeah. And he says, um, I want you to tell her she's a dancer. He says, do you want me to do that? He says, yeah, I want you to tell him. So he winds down his window of this red car and he's in his British accent. He's like, oh, he love, you know, you're a dancer. And as he does that, he says musical notes fly out of his mouth, touch this woman, Jane. She twirls, turns into colour and begins to dance. Then the cool thing is, as she touches the city walls, the city walls change from grey and black into colour. And then they do this to people as they pass by. There's the guy that's, you know, not doing the right thing in his family. And, and Graham begins to declare out his identity of how God sees him. And he changes and he twirls and he gets transformed. This is really cool because, so then they finish and they, they park the car and God's like, oh, I look forward to doing it again tomorrow. This is what I do. This is what we do. We set the captives free. And I remember that's really cool because uh, about 2013, 14, uh, a man called Steve Buckland, who some of you might know, uh, came here and, and um, I did some ministry with him and he was telling me about how he had a friend who would see in the spirit and would just see things in the spiritual, in the, with a natural eye. And a lot of people pray for that and they pray often and we're going to go to Ephesians 1 and this will tie in to, to what I want to share. But they pray that if they pray, oh Lord, I want to see into the spiritual realm. And um, it's a bold prayer to pray. <laughs> to be able to see what's going on in the, in the spiritual realm. And, but this person said, would, uh, could see in the spiritual realm, and he said, I want you, when I'm preaching and ministering, I want you to tell me what you see. And this one time he was just prophesying over people and declaring 
godly words over people, and he said he saw angels behind the people typing in a typewriter, and as Steve Backlund would speak, they would type down the words of heaven. They would print them out on an old typewriter. They would print out these words. They would grab the words, and they would slam them into their heart. And as he was talking, so he'd prophesy over Matt, say, so Matt, I see this, 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 and this. And as the angel would slam those words into their heart, they'd go down under the power of God. And this person was watching that unfold in their eyes, and he would just declare that over, over people. <laughs> All I really want to do this morning, really, is... I, I, oh. All I really want to do is, is provoke us again of how amazing our Father is and open our eyes to there's a world that we cannot see, but it's very real. Listen to this in Ephesians 1. Paul, it's the, one of the famous apostolic prayers that Paul prays in Ephesians 1.15. And he says, For this reason... Because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. Having the eyes of your hearts not the eyes of your mind, the eyes of your hearts, enlightened that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. We're going to pause right there. Pray that the eyes of your heart would be enlightened to know the hope and wisdom of revelation, the knowledge of him. And he says, what are the riches of his, inglo- his glorious inheritance in the saints? If you turn to John 14, real quick, verse 12, it says this. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. This is Jesus talking. And greater works than these will he do, because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do. The Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. That's full on. But he says, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me, the works he do are greater works because I go to be with the Father. Here, in Ephesians 1, he says, What are the riches of his glorious inheritance, God's, in the saints? In you and I. So the inheritance that, that God gets is you. That's the inheritance that God gets is you. His inheritance is you. And then he says, it's in verse chapter John 14, later on he says, it's really good that I go. It's you would rejoice. If you understand, you would rejoice that I go. Why is it important? An inheritance is something you get because you didn't deserve it. Yeah? And it's something that happens when someone dies. 
generally, that's how it works. Not always, but that's, the, that's a generalisation, but that's generally how inheritances work. That person died, I receive their inheritance. Jesus dies, we receive his inheritance. We get what he deserved. He got what we deserved. Yeah? yeah. Oh, that's a good deal. And we're living, If you know, Ephesians 4 says that our fight isn't against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, or Ephesians 6, uh, against principalities and powers in heavenly places. We, we li- we're living in a world where spiritual beings having an earthly experience, not earthly beings having a spiritual experience. We're spiritual beings having an earthly experience. I mean, how everything that Jesus did, Hebrews 1 says, in the last days you've heard it through the prophets, now I speak through my son. You know, John 14, that verse, he says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Colossians says that Jesus is the visible image of the invisible God. So Jesus is the exact representation of the Father. He's the exact representation of God. So everything that Jesus did was a representation of the Father. Everything. So Jesus, the, the, issue, the woman with the issue of blood, that is a daddy-daughter moment. That's a daddy-daughter encounter. Nicodemus, that's a daddy-daughter, that's a, a daddy-son moment. <laughs> Got to be careful these days. Right. That's a daddy-son moment. Everything. Jesus walking on water, that's the Father. Jesus healing, that's the Father. Jesus multiplying food, that's the Father. Jesus drawing people close. Jesus with Mary, Magdalene. Casting out demons. That's the Father. What, did, what was Jesus' like, a bit of interaction, what was Jesus' like main thing that he did? Or two? Well, you've got three. I'll give you three. Breathe. He breathed. <laughs> he did a bit of that. He cast out demons. Heal the sick and perform miracles. The main preface of our faith is that we believe a man, a man, he was a man, he was fully God, right? But he was fully man. Philippians says a thing could be grasped, right? He was fully God. He laid down his divinity. Died, went into Sheol, spoke to the saints of old, spoke to the demons, got the keys of the kingdom back, came up out of Sheol, spent some time on earth. Remember where he's in the garden? He says, Don't touch me, I've yet to ascend to be with the Father. Weird. I don't feel I can't work that out. But it's weird. Right? Then resurrected. Right? We spent 40 days with the disciples, hung out with them, taught them about the kingdom, walked through walls, said, look at my hands, look at my side, it's definitely me. Taught them about the kingdom of God. Right? And then he yeah, I agree. And then he vanished. He just ascended into heaven. He says, hang out in Jerusalem. You'll receive me, the Father, Holy Spirit. Come, tongues of fire. This is the Bible we believe in. That's the foundation. That's the, like, if you don't believe that Jesus died and rose again, that you're not a Christian. 
That's like the foundation of our faith is to believe that Jesus died as a man, took on our punishment of sin, resurrected, and now lives with the Father, the right hand of the Father, deposited the Holy Spirit to live in us. That's like fundamental. And then when we come to things in, in, our, like in our world and we're like, oh, well, you know, if it's God's will. No, he said, you'll do greater works. He said, we're going to set the captives free. I'm going to give you the inheritance of you and we're going to do this thing together. John 7, if you don't believe me, John 7 says this. Oh, uh, I'm getting a little bit more fired up now. Uh, John 7, 37 says, On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone, is thirst, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the spirit whom those who believed in him were to receive. For as yet the spirit had not been given because Jesus was not yet glorified. The spirit hadn't been given yet because... He hadn't gone to sit at the right hand of the Father. So when he sits at the right hand of the Father, he says, all right, now you can give them the Spirit. Now we're in unison because now they will be mini-me's on planet Earth. Did you like that one, Charlie? Yeah. Right. Listen, listen, listen to this. This is in your Bible. Mark 16. Whoever believes and is baptised will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs, verse 17, Mark 16, 17, and these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. That's number one. They will speak in new tongues. That's number two. They will pick up serpents with their hands, and if they drink any deadly poison... I don't understand the serpents one. But if they will drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick, and they will recover. Do you know, I... I I really believe that... We, I was talking to, um, had a coffee with, with Brendan over here. Don't worry, Brendan, I'm not going to say anything bad. Everyone's like, oh, why did I say that to the pastor? <laughs> no. And I was, I, we were talking, we were having a laugh and a joke about how the phrase, um, people say, oh, you're so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good. Anyone, anyone heard that phrase before? It's actually impossible to be heavenly minded and be earthly no good. Good England. <laughs> Jesus was the most heavenly minded man to walk the planet and he was earthly incredible. But he, he was tapped into a world that he cannot see. And faith... Faith isn't, I want to see it and then believe. Faith is, I believe it and then miracles, demons get cast out. Things start to take place because our heart's posture is anchored in a world that is not of this one. 
Walking on water is not normal. You can all try it tonight, today, like give it a crack <laughs> down at the lake. <laughs> but it comes, all of this comes, I've never met someone, this is where I want to hopefully land the ship, but I've never met, I haven't met many people who, I've met people who they get fall in love with the supernatural and they fall in love with the gifts of the spirit and they go after it for a while, but then it just peters off. But I haven't met anyone that has a revelation of how good their father is that doesn't continue to go after that stuff. Because they're doing what they want to do with their father. They're setting the captives free. And they see people bound and they're like, they need to know the gospel. They need to know the love of God. Or they see a sick person and they're like, oh, oh, my father heals that. I was praying the other day and I, I felt like the Lord said, Liam, I don't gamble. I, I fulfill promises. He says, I don't gamble. I fulfill promises. I don't take risks. I fulfill promises. He doesn't take risks. He fulfills promises. And I really believe the Lord wants to invite us into a place of the eyes of our heart would be opened. The Bible, Romans said, he says, do not conform to the patterns of this world. Be transformed by the renewed mind so you can prove the will of God. I want to just finish this Ephesians 1 chapter. Having the eyes of your heart enlightened, that you may know what is the hope that he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his great might, that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places. Far above, listen to this, all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. I remember when I came back from America the second time, first time, I was playing soccer in America, in America, and I came, and then I went to Europe, came back from Europe, was coming back from Europe. And you guys have heard this, this is not new, but I was on the plane, and so this is 2007, right before I met Graham at Bible College, and my beautiful wife, and months later, thanks Jacqueline. Uh, <laughs> um, but I was on the plane, and I'm like, I don't want to do church in a way where we're just, I believe, in the, I believe in the gathering, I believe in the body, I believe in coming together, being equipped, being trained up, being, encountering his presence, worship. I mean, that's just something 
something so beautiful about being together as the family of God and worshipping Jesus and in, in that way. It's so sweet. But I was like, I don't want to do church where we just come to tick, to tick the church box so that I've entered a building and done a religious duty. I, I, I prayed on the plane. I'm like, everything in this book, I want it to become a reality in my life. I've seen the blind see. I've seen the deaf hear. Haven't seen the dead raised yet. I've seen demons cast out of people. I've seen incredible things. Incredible things. But the only way that I knew how to do that was to get alone with God in my quiet time and go after it in my closet. And then when I'm in public and I'm out and about, I let the river flow out of me. And in order to do that, we take risks. God doesn't take risks. We take the risk. And people say, well, what if it doesn't happen? And it's like, well, what if it does? I remember standing at Maroondah Hospital for like three or four weeks in a row at the ER and just praying for people. And then I think we got kicked out. I mean, I got Chris Farachi. And um, they're like, you may have to leave. And we'd go to shopping centres and we'd just pray for people. And, and it's not just evangelism. It's, it's the mindset of, I want to live from a world that I can't see, but I know has promises that are yet to be fulfilled on planet Earth. I want to live from a world and from a reality of, with the Father of, oh, what are we doing today, God? Oh, we're going to set the captives free. Because I've been made free. And that comes from an encounter with the love of God. It doesn't come from some drummed up. It doesn't come from Bible college. It doesn't come from good theological understanding, it comes from I had an encounter with the love of God and you can't take that away. One encounter changes people. Paul, Saul to Paul, we shared this morning. I know that's probably like 700 messages trying to ground it into one. <laughs> but I, I want to provoke us again to be like, hey, we believe in the God of the miraculous. We believe in the, the God who took a boy's lunch and fed 5,000 plus people. Uh, we've seen, Shen and I saw multiplication of food. Incredible. It's a miracle. But to take loaves and fishes and be like, let's just feed them. And then he, I love that story because he, Grabs the bread, gives thanks, and then he says, hey, you give it to them. It's a co-laboring. He doesn't be like, hey, I'm going to do it. I'm the man of God. I'm special. He's like, hey, I want you to be a part of this. And I just, I just want to poke our spirits this morning and provoke us. So this is the God that we believe in. This is the God that we serve. That the eyes of our heart would be enlightened and awakened to the spiritual realm. 
my mind that Peter could be walking along the path and his shadow brushes past sick people and they get healed. That's amazing. Now, high point of Christianity is knowing God. But if we're walking around with a million dollars in our bank account and we're like, oh, I need a miracle. I need a financial miracle, God. He's like, oh, I've given you the inheritance. Everything. Everything you need for life and godliness is actually there. Yeah, but I just, I need, I need, you know, I just need, oh, I can't, I'm not sure I can pay this bill today. It's like, actually, I've, I've given you the inheritance. I'm using money as an example. Oh, that person, they need a breakthrough. They need a, they need a healing. Oh, we'll go to, we'll, and I believe in going to the doctors, but we'll go to the doctors. We'll try medicine. We'll do this. And when all else fails, we'll pray. Why don't we pray first? Why don't we believe God? I'm trying to get our mindset switched. I'm not against going to the doctors. If you need to go to the doctors, go to the doctors. They're amazing. Right? Some of them. (laughs) No. But they're good. But... The mindset, the mindset, change, that we would believe God at his word, believe him at his word. He's looking for believers that believe. And there is a spiritual battle. I think, this is my personal opinion, I don't have any theological, I don't like, point to back this up other than my practical experience. I believe demons hide in the Western world more than they do in like Africa because over there it's just, they believe in the spiritual realm. It's like, they're like, yeah, we believe in the spiritual realm. So they just, well, just manifest. Whereas in the Western world they hide a lot more. And try and come in other forms and we try and put certain labels to it and call it something else sometimes that's not on always I remember walking into Coles in Kilsa one night <laughs> like 11 o'clock at night and this woman turns and she goes, Hello, Liam. <laughs> and I was like, Awesome. You're a witch. <laughs> and I was like, How you doing? And, uh, and she, I said, Hey, I'd love to pray with you. And she fled that orange aisle quicker than me. She just left. She was like, for me, that was one of the highlights in my life because I'm like, I'm known in heaven and hell, this is good. Alright, why don't you stand? Stand up. You know, like the sons of Skiba, you know, they said to Paul, you know, they, they said, oh, we know Jesus, we know Paul, but who are you? It's like, you want to know who you are. 
I just want to pose a question to us. The question is this. Why can't there be a move of God that isn't a move but becomes permanent in Victoria, in the most locked down city in the world? Why can't there be the biggest move of God in our generation the world has ever seen come from this region? Why not? I think he wants to move. I don't think God's like, well, I'm looking for one place in the world that I'll move. I think he wants to move everywhere. I, I do think it. I do think it requires us to be yielded to His Spirit and be attuned to His voice. And I'm not going to preach on it, but I do think it requires a unity of heart, yeah. where the church is unified. Doesn't mean we always agree on every single thing but we're unified as a covenant relationship, as a family. I don't agree with my wife 100% of the time, but there's a covenant relationship of unity of heart. And I believe the Lord's looking, and I believe he's looking for royalty. Um, I read this book, uh, I can't remember, and David perceived he was king. I can't remember who it's by, but in it, he makes this, he says this phrase, he says, it takes great faith in God to kill Goliath, but it takes a revelation of our righteousness and our identity to behave like kings. David killed Goliath, that took great faith in God, but it took 14 years from that promise till David entered the kingdom and took hold of the king and became king and that took a different response that took a belief in who he was as a royal person as a, as a herald of righteousness and I think we need some Goliath slain in our world I think we need some spiritual giants to come down but that's not actually people I'm not talking about a human being Okay, where a fight isn't against people, a fight is against spiritual realm. But I do believe he's looking then for people that would be heralds of righteousness, would be noble of character, would be able to move in power with the Holy Spirit, and would respond in purity. And I just, I, I want to pray that for us. I believe that for us. So why don't you just stretch out your hands, receive the gift. People say, Lynn, how do I go from, how do I go from being like lukewarm to on fire? I want to be on fire. I want to be on fire. I want to be like burning for Jesus. Just repent, change your mind and just be on fire for Jesus. It doesn't have to be a long journey. It can just be a one-time moment. The Holy Spirit, right now, I pray the eyes of our heart would be enlightened to know to that which we've been called. That we are the glorious inheritance in you, 
you're in us. And I pray right now, stirring in the spirit. I pray right now for people to be healed of depression, of anxiety, fear. Perfect love right now would cast out all fear. Jesus' name. Perfect love would cast out fear. Fear is worry in the wrong world. Fear is meditation in the wrong world. And God, I pray for a revelation of the goodness of you. That there'd be daddy-daughter dates and son and daddy dates today. So Holy Spirit, just come. Come touch us afresh. May it be a, a, a touch that would last forever. May it be a flame that would never burn out wouldn't dwindle down. May that flame in our hearts burn brighter. May those that have maybe just, maybe there are those people that they're like, you know what, I'm not that person that's gone from glory to glory. I feel like I've just plateaued out. And like it's, been a, it's been a year. It's been 2021. It's been a year. And I just pray for a refreshing touch, that it's not something that you have to drum up or hype up, but that, that you'd allow the presence of God just to touch your heart where you're at right now. That the Lord says you are called, I'm calling you to be a herald of righteousness. I'm calling you, I'm call, I see you as a dancer. I see you as, a, 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 as purity. I see you as white as snow. You know, Hebrews 11, Sarah, it says of Sarah, she believed God and it was credited to her as righteous. Well, if you read the chapter with Sarah, she actually laughed and mocked God. So what changed? The cross. <laughs> the cross changes and rewrites your story. And you, there's a, a voice that would like to have you follow him and get you puffed up on you know, the, the knowledge of good and evil, but it's the knowledge of the tree of life that we're to follow and listen to. So I just pray right now for an innocence to sweep through our nation, an innocence to sweep through the church, that the church would arise and shine for your light has come. Your light has come. You've given us the light. You've given us the glorious inheritance. And we would access it by faith and we'd see demons cast out of people. We wouldn't pander to the ways of this world and we wouldn't coddle demons. We'd cast them out. Yeah. I pray for mighty miracles. I've been hearing great testimonies from people around the world, people that have been... Um, have trouble with COVID, they're getting healed in Melbourne. People that are, you know, just struggling with other sicknesses, shock horror, there's other sicknesses in the world. They're, they're getting healed. He's alive, he's well. So right now we pray for Jehovah Rapha just to come and heal this morning. Heal our hearts, heal our minds. Heal where where there's been wounds, brokenness. Thank you, Lord.
very good father. Mm. 